0: Still and know the ministry of Carmen United Church in Sydney Mines. My name is Reverend Nick Phillips, and we're continuing in our series on the Sermon on the Mount, focusing today on Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 to 16. But before we begin, I invite you to join me in prayer. God, we come before you this day, I'm just ever thankful for your presence in our lives, ever thankful that we can just give it to Jesus. And he can be our comfort and our friend. So as you gather around his word for us this day, may the words of our hearts and my mouth be acceptable in your spirit. We pray in your holy name. Amen. So we're continuing on through looking at the Sermon on the Mount. This is the second in the series. And in our reading today, Jesus uses two well-known items to describe people. He's talking about salt, and he's talking about light. Now, salt, in Jesus' day, had a different use than what we typically use it for today. Today, we use salt as a seasoning, mostly, although this weekend we're using it a lot as deicer, But that's the most familiar use we have out of it. We put it on our food. We all have salt shakers in our homes, and how often we use it usually depends on what our doctor has to say, or maybe our spouse. But the initial use of salt was a preservative. It keeps food from spoiling and makes it easier to store. Today we have refrigeration, that it slows down that uh, the spoiling process and keeps food fresh longer. But we also use salt. We do use salt. We use salt in our canned goods to keep give them a nice long shelf life. So we still do use it as a preservative today. But we don't do that preserving. On our own. We kind of leave it up to the canned goods companies. So we do use salt as a seasoning today. But what does this mean in terms of what Jesus has to say around teaching us early on in his Sermon on the Mount? Now, at the end of our reading from last time, Jesus has just taught people who are traditionally considered kind of the bottom of society, the the down and outs. And he's taught them that he has come for them. And that they will be blessed. Now that, now that he's caught their attention, he's talking about them being salt. They know the importance of salt. They would be doing their own preserving in their homes. So that their families would have food in those leaner times of year. If they're not going to eat their food while it's fresh, they need it to last. So they preserve. Now, the fridge, of course, hasn't been presented yet. Uh, invented yet, and there's not a, lot of, uh, not a lot of ice in the Middle East, right? So they need their food to last. Now, if you took just salt and the end of your finger and licked it, it has a pretty distinctive taste, right? Which makes it pretty easy to, to tell if it's still useful. Can it still preserve? Now, salt doesn't seem to last forever as a preservative. After a time, it loses its effectiveness to keep food safe. Now, if you find out the salt's no longer doing its job, can you recharge it? No. Once salt is used up, once it loses its flavor, it's done. It's of no use anymore. You throw it out. So for preservation purposes, you want to keep an eye on your salt. Now, Jesus is comparing those around him to salt. He says, you are the salt of the earth. If salt is seen as a preservative, what does this say about the, when the, Jesus says the people are to be like salt? Well, I guess it depends on what you're trying to preserve, right? And I think we need to look back at what Jesus, how Jesus ended the, the, the Beatitudes that we looked at last week. He said, Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. So, Jesus is saying, Blessed are those who are under attack because of him, and your reward will be great in heaven. Jesus has already given people a number of things early on in, in his sermon to think about. He's told them they are blessed, he has given them hope, he's told them they are part of God's plan, they are part of God's kingdom. And I think it kind of turns on that last promise they received it because of him. They are those who preserve the promises of God. They preserve his words of hope. Uh, They preserve words about his kingdom. They hold it within themselves to carry it forward as Jesus offers himself on their behalf. So now that they're trying to preserve things because of Jesus, do they put it at the back of the cupboard for storage? Well, that leads to the second part of the reading. It says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. When I was growing up, I remember we would drive to my grandmother's house out in the country, uh, in the middle of nowhere, Hans County, and the last bit of the road was a series of hills, up and down a number of times. And my sister and I would always be peering out the front windshield to see who would see the house first. We would come around that last turn. It was maybe about a half mile to the house, just going up and down like this. And my grandparents' house was on the top of the last hill we would climb. Now we couldn't see, no, seeing the barn wasn't good enough. You had to see the house. Now, as I look back, the house, it wasn't really that hard to find. It was on the top of the hill at the end of the road. But for some reason, we would just try to beat each other as to who would see it first. Now, what it represented that our long drive out into the country was nearly over. And we would get to see them, maybe see our cousins that we haven't seen in a while. And honestly, to be spoiled by my grandmother's baking was always a nice thing too. Now, for Cape Bretners, what is that one thing you look for that tells you when you're home, maybe when you're coming back from Halifax? The Causeway sign, welcome to Cape Breton, right? That tells you you're home. Forget that it's still another hour and a half to get to here. But when you cross that, underneath that sign, you feel like you're home. It is a significant marker on that journey. Things, there are things that are markers that we all look for, which bring us hope, they bring us comfort. They're all some sort of a sign for us that means something. When Jesus talks about a city on a hill, he's talking about the travelers who are coming. And they they come in the daytime and they see the city walls on top and they know they're nearly there. Or if it's nighttime, there's the glow of the city from the fires that are lighting the streets and whatnot. Now it's not as bright as we would see today with our, our, our light pollution and whatnot. But the light from the fires would definitely shine in the dark of the night. Makes me think of uh, at our family cottage that we go to every summer. We can see the across the lake the little LED solar lights that everybody has down by the water. You know, they could be a couple hundred meters away, but we can still see them. We can't see what they're lighting up. We can't see what's happening in the yard, but we can see the lights off in the darkness in the distance. Jesus is comparing those who preserve his message of hope, love, and blessedness as one who are markers on the way. They're like signposts on the journey. They are helping people find their way. They are like a light guiding the way home. And so what is the purpose of light? Light allows us to see our surroundings in the darkness. Now it probably keeps us from breaking our neck at two o'clock in the morning too when we get up to go to the bathroom so that we don't trip over the things we didn't bother picking up. When we turn on a light, do we cover it with a black lampshade or blanket? No, that's silly. We want the, the light to be able to fill the room. And for Jesus, the people he's talking to, their light would be like a candle or a small lamp. And he says, would you put a big basket over top of it? I said, no, that would be ridiculous. What's the point? We want the light to be seen. It would be like for us turning on a lamp, throwing it in the closet and shutting the door. What's the point? We turn on lights so that we can see. Think about lighthouses. Lighthouses played an integral part in seafaring not that long ago. Lighthouses have two functions. One to let boats know where the shore is and to also maybe warn of danger. Rocks in the water or whatever. And during a storm when a boat is being tossed about and hard to navigate... Seeing that lighthouse on the way was a sign that you were nearly home, you were nearly safe. Now, in a world of GPSs everywhere, lighthouses are pretty much rendered extinct. But they have a very rich and important history, especially in coastal communities like here in the Maritimes. Without them, the lighthouses, many more men and women would have perished at sea. And Jesus says, Let your light shine. He says, be a beacon of hope, be a lighthouse, be a marker on the journey, be important to the world around you, share your light, let others see your light, let others see what you see, help them find their way. He says in Matthew 5, 16, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. We are called to preserve the way of Jesus. We're to protect his way in the world. And maybe right now we need this more than ever in recent history. How do we preserve? How do we ingrain the way of Jesus into our lives? The other night the the movie The Book of Eli was on, and I haven't seen it in quite some time, so I sat down and watched it. It's, it's, it's a story of a post-apocalyptic world uh, after some sort of nuclear event. It does get violent in points, at points. It's because people are trying to fend for themselves. There are gangs running the cities and the towns. People are killing each other over simple things that we take for granted today, food and water. And as the movie progresses, we find out there are no Bibles. After the event... Someone thought it was a good idea to destroy all the Bibles, so they did. But Eli found one. And he was heading west to deliver it to someone, somewhere. He didn't know. He just knew he had to take it west. He read it every single day. He knew it inside and out. For decades, he walked across North America to make his way to the west coast. He saw himself as one to preserve those words and try to live them out as best As he was able in a very violent world. We too are capable of preserving these words of Scripture. We can read our Bibles every single day, implanting the words of Jesus, his way into our lives. We can also pray. We can seek God's guidance in our lives every single day, again and again. And then we can be lights. We can let God's light shine within us with great great clarity, drawing people into meeting God for themselves as they are curious about these people who live by different standards than the rest of the world. We can show people the way to their true homes, their heavenly homes. We, through being salt and light, can help others find the blessings of God in their own lives as God reveals our own blessings through growing in our faith and understanding of His purpose for us and His purpose for the world. What a gift it is to know God wants to not only bless us, but to use us to bless others as we follow in His way, as we seek to be salt and light to those who are around us. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we we seek to follow in your way, and it can be difficult at times, but help us to be salt. Help us to preserve your message of hope for this world, your message of love, God's love, that is given so freely, that so freely given that you gave your life so that we may have it abundantly. Help us to preserve that. Help us too, O God, to be a light shining in the darkness so that people may be drawn to your love, to your hope, to your forgiveness. Speak within our hearts, O God, as we seek to follow you each and every single day. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Be Still and Know. A ministry of Carmen United Church in Sydney Mines. To learn more about our ministry, please visit our website www.carmenunited.ca. May God bless you this day.